Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. This week we have a variety. We've got the World Cup, we've got some ultra running, we have college football, we've got some up and coming stuff. Yeah, should be a, a fun pod. Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and start with ultra, uh, ultra running. So this week there was a ultra runner who had her record taken away from her. So the runner we're talking about is called Kamala Heron. Um, apologies if it's Camille, but I think it's Kamala. Kamala. I Camille. Have no I have no idea. French? No. Okay, I still know. She's an American. Um from Oklahoma and she is 40 years old and in I believe it was November she crossed or no it was February February of 2022 she crossed the finish line at the jackpot ultra running festival which is a uh, 100 mile race and she won she beat everyone male and female it was not separated by gender in a world record setting time wow so according to CNN's article about the race, she completed the race with an average pace of 7 minutes and 37 seconds per mile. That's outrageous. And her complete her record, like her time, it took her 12 hours, 41 minutes, and 11 seconds, was almost a minute and a half faster than the record she previously set in 2017. Okay. But in October... Officials from the USA Track and Field remeasured the course and determined that it was not completely 100 miles. That, okay, how, much, how long was it? It was short by about 200 meters. Oh, come on. <clears throat> so they are not letting her record stand. That is so stupid. Yes, and the they've said that they changed the course about three years ago for safety reasons, and I guess they had never remeasured it later. That is interesting. Yeah, and it's annoying because the race happened in February, like I said, and they completed like the like they've finished telling her about everything in October. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so it's just, it's kind of stupid. I mean, obviously, she's an ultra runner and has had lots of other records. But, like, it's not like you can just go and do it again. Yeah, that's not easy to replicate. I mean, it's it's 100 miles. Yeah, and she literally beat everyone else. That's insane. Yeah, and, I mean, she is really interesting, too. So she's got lots of records for ultra marathons. And she is the first and only athlete to win all three of the IAU World Champions Championships for the 500K, 100K, and 24-hour races. A 24-hour race? Yes. And you might remember her. She actually went viral. I can't remember when this was. Maybe 2017 for running with her hair down and drinking beer and eating tacos during her ultra marathons. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it was it like load, I, I remember guess. seeing it. Um, I remember seeing it on the internet when that happened. Let me see if I can pull up a picture. The answer is no. I cannot find a picture. Okay, well, I will take your word for it. So, but yeah, so it's just interesting to think that she put all that work into winning this race and just have it all taken away from her. 
And not even like for something she did. It was a course error. Yeah, which she was obviously not informed about ahead of time. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, she also is the youngest woman to ever log 100,000 lifetime miles. Wow. So, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I'm not... It is very interesting. I don't like to run. If I'm running, it means I'm being chased. So, it was just interesting to kind of, like, see a glimpse into this world and realize that it's just as political as all the other sports. Well, nothing new about that. Speaking of sports that are overly political, Jacob, how about the uh, World Cup? Yes, so we've taken a a couple weeks. We missed a couple episodes here, but... Where we are right now in the World Cup is the World Cup finals are being held this Sunday. And so far, we know one of the finalist teams. So Argentina will face the winner of France versus Morocco. So on Tuesday, which is uh, December 13th, Argentina play Croatia. And Argentina won three goals to zero. And the... some people call him the GOAT. Other people call him one of the greatest of all times, uh, Lionel Messi. Well, he was on full display. He had a beautiful assist, and he scored a goal off of a penalty. And uh, he's just kind of cementing himself further and further into the legendary status that he already occupies. And uh, the one thing that's kind of eluded him has been winning a World Cup with Argentina. And hopefully he gets that shot this year. I I don't know how I confident I feel, but I'm looking forward to seeing him get to play the winner. Yeah, that should be interesting to watch. Oh, absolutely. And what will also be interesting is the matchup between France and Morocco, which is Wednesday, uh, the day that this episode comes out, actually. Uh, but it's interesting because the storyline there is the colonizer versus the colony, right? Because Morocco became a French colony at one point. Mm-hmm. And as a result, there are players on the French team who are of Moroccan descent, right? And mm-hmm. there are people on the Moroccan team who could have played for France, right? Stuff like that. So it's it's definitely interesting. And Morocco is making history. I mean, I will talk more about this in a second. But in my office, we picked the winner of every single game, like group stage games and knockout stage games. And I had Morocco not even getting a draw in any of their games. I had them losing every single one of their games and losing in the group stage. So, like, they're a huge underdog, and they're the first African nation to make it to the semifinals of the World Cup. Oh, wow. Well, I hope they make it all the way then. Knock on wood. Yeah. So, it will be very interesting to see how that game plays out because France is the defending champion. So, yeah, it's just it's interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, and we haven't talked, obviously, about the knockout stages, but there have been 13 knockout stage games so far, and four of them have gone all the way through overtime and into a penalty kick shootout, which is like, what, like 22%, which is outrageously high. So it just shows you how evenly matched a lot of these teams have been in this tournament. And it's just been, been a lot of fun. And... Of course, the most important World Cup news is that I did, in fact, win the Smith Trading Floor 2022 World Cup pool. We should probably clarify what Smith is. Smith is the company I work for. So 
we uh, everybody put in twenty dollars, and uh, I will take home everybody's money. Yeah, I expect a nice dinner. Yes, every dinner I cook is nice. Hmm, interesting. Well, Jacob, there were also a lot of headlines about the World Cup outside of soccer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this World Cup has been mired in controversy. Yeah. So um, what comes to mind is Grant Wall, the journalist who mm, died unexpectedly. Yes, that is, that is true. The American journalist Grant Wall, who, had, who was one of the first American full-time dedicated soccer journalists, um, passed away unexpectedly in the press box. And at one point, there was concerns about foul play, but according to the family, after his autopsy, it appears that it was just a, a, a death of natural causes. Which was not what anyone saw coming. Yeah. Well, you know, Occam's razor and whatnot, simplest answers most likely, but still, it was it was definitely a, a crushing blow, and we, we send our condolences to their family. Yeah. Other things that have come out in the news about the FIFA World Cup, Jacob, I'm not sure if you saw this, but on Monday, so um, we're filming this on Tuesday, so yesterday, the World Cup chief, Hassan Al-Tawadi, I probably missaid that, but in an interview with Piers Morgan, he was asked about the number of fatalities of migrant workers in preparation for the tournament, and... um, Let's see the numbers. So he said three had died in incidents directly related to construction of the stadiums and 37 deaths were attributed to other reasons. And when pressed by Morgan about those deaths, this is per a CNN article, um, uh, Hassan Al-Tawadi estimated around 400 to 500 migrant worker deaths in preparing for the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, this was one of the number one reasons that people didn't want them to have the World Cup because they had to build everything from scratch, and they were using, I mean, close to slave labor. Yeah, and I mean, some of the labor. reports that said it's, I've seen reports of, you know, closer to 7,000, but I believe this is the first time that someone from Cutter's side has said like a number that yeah, high. Yeah, openly acknowledged it. Really. Yeah. I mean, there have been some interviews with some particularly crass language where it's pretty clear they didn't care about the lives of the migrant workers who died. Um, but I, I think that's the first time I, I've heard somebody acknowledge that number. Yeah, and he did acknowledge that change was needed, obviously. I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but I don't know. It's interesting. It is. It's definitely interesting. Another interesting World Cup story I saw is some England players are adopting a cat, a stray cat that they found in Qatar. Oh, that's fun. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. Um, (laughs) But those players are Manchester City duo Kyle Walker and John Stones, and they befriended a cat at the training facility, and they named it uh, Dave. And Dave will be quarantined for four months before making it home to Manchester United. Why is that? Well, I think they just, you know, met the cat and liked it. No, no, why does it have to be quarantined? Oh, because it's going from Qatar to England. Oh, so they're worried about, like, diseases and stuff. Yeah, yeah, anytime, you know, you bring animals across country lines, they're subject to quarantine. Gotcha. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, another exciting headline that I really like seeing is, so the next, which is a women's 
a sports network of sorts. They mostly do WNBA and women's college basketball and equalizer soccer, which, you know, it's self-explanatory, soccer. They are, like, combining together to try and create a women's sports network. Well, that's like an all-in-one. Uh-huh. So their plan is that there's going to be six different women's sports every week um, through, I think it's called The Nine is, like, who the next is part of. Um, title Nine? I have no it idea. Like that's a reference. To, I, what's the nine? What's the significance of the nine? I don't know. I just know that it's a, okay. a men's Anyways. sport network. Sorry to get off. I mean, off I don't topic. think it really matters, right? No. Um, but anyway, so the next is going to do... Um, so they're going to cover six different women's sports every week. And then the equalizer is going to do 24... Oh, wait, wait. Wait, I got this wrong. I'm sorry, there's a lot of numbers. Okay, so there's going to be six different women's sports each week that are going to be covered by the nine, which is stylus is IX. And then there's going to be 24-7 women's soccer coverage by the Equalizer and 24-7 women's basketball coverage by the next. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's like the first thing of its kind where, um, you know, like there's going to be things that are targeted for women's sports fans. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. And hopefully they add more sports too as they expand. Yeah, well, hopefully. Also, now let me look up what the nine is, Jacob, since you exposed me like that. Oh, it is also women's sports. It's a curated guide to women's sports. Huh. Well, there we go. Yeah, so it looks like a good news source for our podcast I never knew about. Yeah, there we go. We will gladly pay their subscription fee, whatever it is, for sure. Yes, for sure. In other news, um, it's the off season. Well, not really the off season. It's the lull between the regular season and bowl season for college football. And we had some really sad news over the weekend in the world of college football. Legendary football coach Mike Leach, um, currently of Mississippi State, but formerly of Washington State, Texas Tech. He was offensive coordinator, all sorts of places, uh, passed away from a what's being phrased as a complication of a heart condition, but was also reported as a massive heart attack and a series of seizures. Um, He passed away. He was well known for his uh, viral answers to press conference questions and tendency to have long-winding conversations on a variety of topics. Um, Generally well-respected for his honesty and, and general knowledge and is considered the pioneer of the modern college offense. Uh, and, you know, just overall a, a really unique and, and vibrant individual. And uh, he will definitely be missed. And I, I feel for all his players, they uh, qualified for a bowl game and they will be playing against Illinois in his memory this year. Um, so we just we just kind of, you know, we send our condolences to the Leach family and, mm-hmm. and also Grant Wall's family in honor a realm of condolences. I understand, man, now I can't remember his name, but there was also a uh, a Moroccan photographer who died in one of the press boxes, which, I mean, I guess theoretically you have hundreds of people and at tens of games, somebody's going to die, but it's still sad. We send our condolences to all those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, Jacob, on the 
on the not good part of college football, I don't know if you've seen the headlines about the University of Texas coach. Did you want to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, college basketball. Um, I will talk about that. So current university, well, technically, I guess, current University of Texas men's basketball coach Chris Beard uh, was arrested on fr- or Monday morning at like 4 in the morning uh, for domestic violence charges, uh, specifically – uh, assault and strangulation. Uh, he was he has been suspended without pay pending the investigation. Uh, it does not sound very good based off of the police report, which I read. Uh, the person allegedly it's his fiance says that he uh, choked her out for five uh, at least five seconds or so, and. Uh, it's even worse because he has been playing a freshman on his team who was uh, accused of and admitted to uh, getting into a, a physical altercation with his ex-girlfriend and, and beating her. So it's a particularly bad look to say you, you know, you're okay with, you know, playing somebody who's been accused of domestic violence and then also participating in acts of domestic violence. So, we don't support that. Yeah, not a good look all around. Not at all. Well, a little more lighthearted, Jacob, for our final play. Obviously, we know where the next World Cup is going to be. But, if you had to choose a different location than North America for the next World Cup, where would you pick and why? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Honestly, I think I would pick a small country, and here's why. I just feel like the experience would be so much more personal. Like playing in, in small stadiums, it'd be much more like going back to the roots for the players. I feel like it would have to be slightly less about the money, right, and more about the actual experience and quality of play. Uh, so I'm going to pick probably the only island nation I think could feasibly have the infrastructure to handle that. I'm going to go with Cuba. I think that would be super interesting um, just to, uh, to, to have the World Cup there. I think that would be kind of slightly smaller scale, but also they have the infrastructure to handle that. So I think I would, uh, well, Cuba or maybe, hmm, I'm trying to think of another fun place that would that'd be fun to have it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cuba. Hmm. That's interesting. I think I'd say India. That would be interesting. I've never been there before. No, and, and India doesn't really have like a, a soccer culture like that. It'd be good for promoting the sport. I mean, it's yeah. soon to be the world. It might be the world's most populous country now, actually. I don't know. I don't know if they've done an update recently. But I just think it would be interesting. You know, I say interesting so much. Oh, my gosh. Um, I just think it could be. It's still China. Well, it's close, though. Yes. I just feel like, you know, it would be good publicity for the country of India. It would be. Yeah, so maybe. Who knows? Yeah, first time the World Cup could be held in a place that's both a country and a continent. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been. Wait, India's not. It's a subcontinent. It is, yeah. Yeah. Has it been held in Australia? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay, now that seems like it would also be a good place yeah, for it. Yeah, it would be. Australia would be a fun place, too. I considered them when I was on my feet. Huh. 
Well, Jacob, before we close out our episode, I just want to say that I followed up about the X. And it is actually, according to the internet, <clears throat> a curated guide to women's sports. So it's six reporters who team up and cover a different kind of sport every day of the week. So according to their website, it appears that Mondays are soccer, Tuesdays are tennis, Wednesdays are basketball, Thursdays are golf, Fridays are hockey, and Saturdays are gymnastics. And on the seventh day, the ex said, let there be light. Yes. And the founder, Howard Megdol, founded the Nine, the IX, and he's also the editor-in-chief of The Next, which is that WNBA women's college basketball website we were talking about that's combining with the equalizer soccer so he the quote i was saying earlier about how the how it was how the coverage was going to be divided that was a quote from howard megdal gotcha that's very fascinating yeah so it looks like you can subscribe to their website that the the nines website and then you can see their updates about women's sports huh Yeah, so can't wait to see where they go with that next. Absolutely. Well, Jacob, what do our episodes look like for the month of December? Well, we'll have bowl games for college football. We'll have some NFL playoffs up on the horizon, so we can give you a preview of what to look for in those as you're discussing those with people at work. And Yeah, that's that's what we're, we're looking forward to in the short term. All right, and don't forget to come back and check out what's next at Rookie Rundown. And don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.